Hey there, from Bainbridge Island, Washington, this is the Story Night Podcast. We tell stories here. These are stories told on stage in a bar in the coolest Navy town in America. Now, you can fact check that if you want to, but no matter what kind of data you come up with, I'm going to deny it because I am a human being. I make decisions based on my emotions, not on my head. So I don't care what data you have to suggest that Bremerton is not the coolest Navy town in America. My name is Stephen Gardner. I'm the host. For those of you scoring at home, this is episode number 109. You may hear some background noises behind me. I'm on Bainbridge Island because uh, we have a side hustle of watching a dog, and that dog is drinking water as we speak. And when he's done uh, with the water, he's probably going to walk around. And he's got long toenails, and they make noise. That's what they do. I hope the song, the sound of a dog lapping up water doesn't gross you out. Going to get a story this time from one of our regulars, Kim Weaver. She told this story at our last story night, which was on August 1st, when the theme was newsworthy. Here's Kim. So this story is about a time when I was both extremely newsworthy, but also very bitterly anonymous at the same time. So I arrived at college determined to love every single thing about it, uh, to succeed beyond anyone's wildest expectations, and to basically leap small buildings in a single bound. And that started with a thing called freshman orientation, which is a week of like fun, ice-breaking, get-to-know-you events. And I was way too naive to understand that it wasn't cool to like enthusiastically participate in every single event on the schedule. And uh, so there I was, like enthusiastically participating at every event on the schedule. I won freshman orientation, basically. Um, and, And we get to the final event of the final day of freshman orientation. And on the schedule, it just says matriculation. Now, I had no idea what that meant. Um, You know, everything else was really fun. There was like three-legged race and there was like all this other stuff. I was like, sure, you know, matriculation. I don't know what that is, but I'll go and I will be enthusiastic. Um, So I know now um, that this is supposed to be like a super serious, like solemn ceremony where you officially become a student at the university. Um, And, you know, maybe when I arrived at the academic quad and it was just past sundown and they were handing out those little white candles with the little cardboard ring around them, maybe I should have gotten the hint that it was supposed to be kind of serious, but I didn't. Um, So, you know, we're all just kind of standing around, like a thousand freshmen standing around the academic quad, and there's a stage set up in the middle of the quad, and um, they, they start passing a flame around, you know, from candle to candle. And it looks really cool. Like, put a thousand people in a circle with a, each holding a candle. It looks really neat. So then all the dignitaries of the university, you know, the president, the provost, all the deans, they get up on the stage. And nothing happens. Because the sound system didn't work. <laughs> And if you want to see a bunch of fancy people in robes really start to scramble, put a thousand freshmen with candles in a circle around them and then have the sound system not work. So they're all like frantically trying to get this sound system to work. And meanwhile, you know, the crowd is growing restless. You know, there's murmurs, there's some conversations. And the guy next to me leans over and he goes, I bet you five bucks you can't get the wave going. (laughs) 
Now, clearly he hadn't been paying attention all week while I was winning freshman orientation. So, you know, the fascinating thing is how few people you really need to have on your team to get the wave going, you know? So it was like less than a minute and I had the wave going around and everybody's standing in a big circle, lifting their candles up. I mean, it was beautiful. And, you know, there's kind of like a rule that when you're doing the wave and it gets to you, like, you have to go, woo, right? So it's dark. A thousand people are standing in a circle doing the wave with their candles going, woo, and it just is going around and around and around. And meanwhile, like, the attempts to restore the sound system have now reached a fever pitch. You know, they are just losing their minds over this. And I was like, I'm amazing. I'm winning orientation all over again. But finally, you know, the speakers did that big screeching thing that they do, and they sprang to life. And um, the president steps up to the microphone, and he's like, okay, okay, calm down. Everybody calm. I mean, he's clearly pissed that I have hijacked his very solemn ceremony with the wave. But, you know, we're good college kids, and so everybody got really quiet, but they didn't stop doing the wave. (laughs) And so for the president's entire speech, the wave is just silently traveling. And I'm almost crying with pride. Like, I, I did this, you know? So he manages to get through his speech, and, you know, he's clearly not uh, uh, pleased with this, but this is instant legend status in uh, the class, and it was just one of the coolest moments of my life. Over the next four years at college, though, I ran into several people who claimed it was their buddy who had started the wave at matriculation. Or even that they themselves had been the one to start the wave at matriculation. Oh, no, 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 no. So I very, you know, of course, firmly but politely called them fucking liars because it was really me. It was really me. Um, But somehow this didn't help. And like, as my college years went on, there just seemed to be like more and more people who were like, oh no, that was me. So despite this large scale fraud and attempt to steal my headlines, I really did love almost everything about college and succeeded wildly. And there I was four years later, seated in very orderly rows of chairs on that same academic quad, this time during the daytime, so no candles. And um, there's the stage at the front now. And uh, this time the sound system worked fine on the first try. And the president of the university gets up there and he says, you know, I, I knew the first time I met this class, that I wouldn't have to tell them how to chart their own path to success when they started the wave at matriculation. And a roar went up amongst the uh, attending graduates, my fellow class. And a few people even leaped to their feet. We're just cheering and cheering. And okay, part of me did want to start screaming. That was me, that was me. But really what I wanted was another 60 seconds to get that wave going one more time. Thank you. Thank you, Kim, for your story. Thank you for, uh, for all of your support for Story Night. Uh, I might add that after she was done, uh, I repeated the phrase uttered by 
the guy that challenged her to start the wave in the first place. And I asked her if she could get the wave started in the room. Actually, the audience kind of started it before she got back to her seat, but then I challenged her, and she ran back and forth across the room and got the wave going in our room. And our room was pretty full, so it was pretty impressive. Story Night events are a partnership between Story Night and the Kitsap Regional Library. We have our events on the first Thursday of every month at the Cloverleaf Sports Bar and Grill in Bremerton. There will be an exception on October 10th. We will be celebrating our fifth anniversary. Details of that, other than the time and date, are not uh, set in stone yet. If you have ideas, I'm welcome to hear them. But we essentially want to have a storytelling night. And it's going to be on the 10th that month because the Seahawks are playing on the 3rd. And uh, the bar will be unavailable for us. And this really fits because the first time we were going to do a story night, I had to change it by a month because the Seahawks were playing that night. It was the first game after they had won the Super Bowl, and we all know what happened the rest of that year, how that year ended. At any rate, our next story night is actually Thursday, September 5th, and the theme will be reality. If you haven't checked out the new website, storynight.org, please do so. There's a lot of cool stuff there. We have a calendar that has dates for our events through the rest of the year and other storytelling events you might like to attend, assuming I've taken the time to write those down. On Facebook, our Twitter, I'm sorry, on Facebook and on Twitter, our handle is Story Night Wah, so you can find us that way. Thank you all for listening. We look forward to hearing your story. Oh, Rexy, I don't think this one's got the distance.